may be new, but I only work for pay, which means that you'll work very little. No, really, I'm not kidding. So I've come back to working for free for a reason. And I know I did a podcast earlier about working for free, but there has been a little bit of a firestorm for creatives on the internet led by, started by uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary Vaynerchuk is uh, an entrepreneur, he calls himself, and I guess that's what he is. He's got a uh, media advertising company that he runs, and it's quite big, and he's out there making a name for himself on YouTube, uh, Instagram, everywhere, actually. And the reason he's making a name for himself is because he's constantly putting out content. If you think about it, in the beginning, he was working for free. No one was paying him to do it. He was paying people to help him put this stuff out there with no monetization in the beginning. But of course, Gary's been doing it for a very long time. And so he kind of knows, he kind of knows what he's talking about, but he's not actually a creative, but he's a business guy. And and as a business guy myself, because I did that for a very long time, I understand where he's coming from. Now, if you haven't checked out his statements and the firestorm among many people, many creatives and Gary Vaynerchuk on the interwebs, then you should check it out. Just do it. Work for free and Gary V. He goes by Gary at Gary V on uh, Twitter. The problem that I have with it is that he didn't tell the whole story to begin with. He did come back and try to clarify his uh, statements, but working for free is how you're going to actually have to do it as a creative. I know it sounds awful and terrible. Why do I work for free? Well, you work for free because if you've never done anything, how are you going to get a job getting paid to do it? If you're a PA and you've got, you're getting paid to be a PA, well, that PA could be anything, production assistant. They, they could be paid to do anything from running camera, quite literally, it's happened, all the way down to, you know, getting coffee and, and buying smokes and weed for the crew. That's also a job qualification for a PA, but doing what a PA generally does, which is paperwork, running errands, finding stuff, going to the store and buying things, is not going to get you a job in film other than that job. Now you can start to cross monetize your actions and start getting to work more and more and more. And eventually somebody's going to hire, hire you as this. And that's the traditional path. That's the way it works. But if you're living in Arkansas, Kansas, parts of Texas, Alabama, or or you're out in the sticks somewhere, or you're in another country thousands of miles away from your film-making mecca of that uh, particular area, guess what? Being a PA is going to lead you to being a PA. And if somebody says, hey, I need a DP, I see you're pretty good at it. Why don't you come to my set tomorrow and DP for this? And you say, how much does it pay? And they say, well, I don't have any money. It's just, you know, I'm just doing it as a passion project kind of thing. And you say, nah, I'm not going to do it. Well, guess what you've just missed out on? Being a DP, listing that in your qualifications. Now you can't list it because you didn't do it. But guess what? It doesn't matter if you're getting paid for it. You can put it in your qualifications. I did this. I did that. As long as it's accessible, they can find it when they Google you, then you're okay. A lot of times, 
and directors can be, and filmmakers can be really, really bad at this, and shame on you if you've done it, and I know a lot of people around my area that do this to their actors and their crew, when they ask you for pay and you say, no, I don't have any money, and they work for you anyway, then you are obligated, obligated. Look it up, Google it. You take the, the, the internet there, type in the word obligated, and if you can't spell it, it'll probably finish it for you. Look up the definition, obligated. If you have done a project and you have not sent the, oh my God, and you have not sent the real, the real of that project to your crew and anyone who requests it, then you are the problem not these people that have no qualifications because they could build a reel and show you the reel whenever you're ready to pay. But if you never give them the damn footage, then guess what? I can't hire you, you have no reel. Well, you don't have a reel because jerkweeds like you never gave them one. And that's, that's honest, that's honest. Now, a lot of the actors too, we did an entire movie and they heard that the movie was terrible and nobody liked it and it was awful. Doesn't matter. It wasn't my movie, I was, I was working on it as an actor doesn't matter if the movie's terrible. You go through and you get your pieces out of it and you get find the best stuff and you use it in your reel. You use that in your reel. Yes, you do. It's terrible. They're not watching the entire film. They probably never will. But you need to put it in your reel. And you need to work on stuff for free. Uh, especially if you're little small time. You work, on, you work on as many free projects as you can get your hands on. The reason for that is, is because when you go in and you give them the resume and they say, well, what film sets have you worked on? Well, I haven't really worked on any. Um, I've worked on this one as a PA. Right, but you're looking to be a data wrangler. Um, I can't hire you because I don't see you have experience in data wrangling. That's what you're going to get every time it's gonna be bam none you get zero nothing for you right working for free then when you go into the paid job you say i worked on 17 projects last year and they say where can i find them well i've got my reel which has a bunch of the work in there and then there's some other places you can google you, you know, give them the links in your resume and guess what they do they go in and research it and see oh okay this was terrible but they people in film who are not complete numb nuts and dummies understand that the final product does not reflect the, the guy running uh, the, the coffee. It doesn't reflect the guy running the script notes. It doesn't reflect the producer. Well, it reflects the producer and it reflects the director and it can reflect the actor if you're absolutely terrible. But if you're doing okay and you're okay in it, then absolutely it's positive. It's not a negative. It's not a negative to work on a crappy project. Uh, it's actually a positive. And guess what? When you start getting paid gigs, you remove the worst one out of your reel and you put the new good one in, right? You don't just sit on it forever. You don't, you don't become Johnny Depp and show some of the crap you worked on and when you were in film, in acting class or film school or something like that. You don't show them that. That's for them to go back and reminisce on, not for you to show them as, look how good I am. Because one of the other things that you do is you get better over time. But you can't prove you get better over time if you don't have a reel, if you don't have this work product. If you don't have the product of your work, you cannot prove that you've gotten better over time. So you have to work for free because a lot of times that's the only project that's gonna come your way if you don't have a reel, if you don't have a resume, if you don't have any work that you can prove, then you need to get on the bandwagon with the freebies 
You need to do hard work. You need to do it right. You need to do it the best way possible. You need to put your heart and soul into it, just like you were getting paid $30 million. <sighs> Blue in the face already. So Vaynerchuk is right, especially in the movie business. You work for free. Plus, you get better every time. Every time you do a job that you want to do, you get better at it because you make mistakes and you learn from them. You make good decisions and you say, okay, this worked last time. I'm going to do it next time. Going to film school is great, but it's not going to teach you the real world aspects of doing this stuff. Uh, I didn't go to film school and I probably, and unfortunately there's many film school students, school graduates that I know more about this stuff than they do. And it, when it comes to screenwriting, I know more about it than they do. Now some of, you know, obviously the really good ones I don't know more about, but the average student, I probably, you know, the only thing I didn't take was calculus and algebra and college level math and things, crap like that. They may be, may, may be better at English sometimes, but you know what, I've read their stuff. A lot of their stuff, the grammar is just absolutely horrible. And I'm not singling anybody out here. I'm just talking talking about it in general. Ugh. So I'm looking at some of the Twitter tweets and replies. And this one guy, he says, how does it work if a client asks VaynerMedia to work for free? That's that's Vaynerchuk's ad agency. Do they do it? Do, do people lose their jobs? Or, and he says, rich people are always the first to tell others to follow their passions with with no regards for financial stability. And it sounds like that's just a guy who thinks he deserves to get paid for what he does. He's probably not any good. And a lot of people out there that are saying these things aren't any good. They're not any good because they haven't worked on enough projects to become good. You only get better by doing. That's just the way it is. And plus, when you're working for somebody, say for example, like myself, for free, you're working on something generally that's not commercial it's not anything that's going to make me money necessarily you're working on art you're working on really cool stuff that's uh, going to be from the heart of the person who wrote it you're working on the, your dream project because you can become an actor for Transformers or you can become the DP for a Transformers movie or you be can become the sound guy for a Transformers movie. But you're under the thumb. You have to realize when you get to that level, you become under the thumb of the people who write the check and you are now essentially enslaved to their way of thinking. If they agree with you that something is creative and it looks good, they're probably gonna put it in there. But most of the time, I would say, actually, to come to rethink that statement, no, they're not. They're going to say, this is what we want. This is the market's trends, blah, 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 blah. And you're not going to get your idea. But if you're working for someone like me, you're actually working on your dream project that you wish you could be working on if you were always just working on multi-million dollar budget stuff because the rules become tighter when you get higher up in the food chain. The only two places you're going to find yourself with complete artistic freedom is when you're starting out and when you're ending up. Everything in between is going to be somebody's telling you to do that. It is no different than working for Walmart, J.B. Hunt, Tyson's, or something like that in middle management because that's where you're at. Until you're the big guy, you're middle management. Even the director has to take his orders. Just remember, uh, it's kind of like back in World War II, we had Eisenhower and then we had Patton. Patton did what Eisenhower told him, even though Patton was probably a better general. Well, you want somebody beat, you put Patton in there. You want to win the war, you put Eisenhower in there. 
that's what they did. We won the war. Patton was the, the Germans were afraid of Patton the most because he was the most craziest. He's the guy that was gonna get the job done. I would like to be a Patton, but I would also like to be an Eisenhower. And eventually, enough time years go by of being Patton, guess who I wanna be? Eisenhower, because he gets to make decisions, but even Eisenhower had a boss, and his boss was Roosevelt, the president. And the president had a boss, that was the people who were voting for him. Although not really, but I'm not here to talk politics. Don't care about that. But you see what I'm saying? Working for free is going to get you further than not working at all because you can't get a paid job because you have no portfolio, right? Exactly. You don't deserve to be on a film set without doing the work. Nobody's gonna hire you. Would you want to hire some kid out of film school who has no reel for your million dollar budget movie that you're responsible for? that you want to make great make great probably not you want to if you could hire the greatest dp in the world at a discount that you could afford you would love to do that because the movie would look so great vice versa you hire the guy straight out of film school you don't know what the movie's gonna look like right do some work for free don't be afraid to do it get your hands dirty spend as much time as you can with the camera on or around the camera that's on and you will get better you will get better immensely over time my name is paul g newton please check out my website paulgnewton.com it's pretty easy to remember when you realize that it's paul g newton is the guy who's talking to you go there see if you want to buy something if you don't whatever fine look at the page email me i'd be glad to talk to you have any questions hit me with them i'm there i'll answer them all right talk to you later oh and by the way just go film something